My name is Chinupa Hanska Luger. I'm an enrolled member of the Mandan Hidatsa Rikara tribe, uh, Upper Missouri River. I'm Awache, Dripping Earth Clan. And I am a maker of lovely objects <laughs> and probably some bunch of not ones, not lovely as well. <laughs> um. So this is the third time that you are um, on Broken Boxes podcast, and we have had a lot of experience in the past, I guess, four months now, um, going back and forth to Standing Rock, and you specifically, and that's why I called you back onto the podcast, was to kind of go over what your experiences have been over the past few months and what you'd like to share and I don't know where to dive in, but maybe you know. Huh. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think the first point of of diving, like the first place we we leap off of the cliff into the into the water, um, I think is you. Honestly, you've done. I I've become a face for a thing, um, and I was born in Standing Rock, so it's it's part of my heart. You know, it's a part of who I am. Um, but I don't, I'm not certain. I would like for your listeners to know that you are a legion, that you are 10,000 people in one, and you've done a lot of incredible work connecting people and, um, doing all of this, like really selfless work for my home. And I really appreciate it. Um, and that you've managed to, um, like propel this cause into the consciousness of so many people in our community and um, nationally. So thank you, Ginger. That's Aww. the cliff we leap leap from. <laughs> um, yeah, you are springboard. You oh, know. Thank so thank you. I yeah. appreciate. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, don't say that because this is your podcast. So oh. just take your praise. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, so with that being said. Um, Standing Rock. Uh, what I'm curious about is because you were born there, your, your father lives there, your brother lives there. You are related to probably three fourths of the <laughs> reservation and, um, something like this turning into a global movement has like, um, pushed that community into a space of like limelight that I don't know if they ever could have anticipated or known how to react to. And maybe can you just talk about that experience of seeing that shift? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty certain that everybody up there doesn't realize completely like in Standing Rock on the ground, how much they've influenced the, um, the world right now. I don't think they realize, you know, 
um, because they're in it. And that's, that's the thing. Like when we look at it from outside, we can see all of these different angles, you know, we can see, um, we can see the jewel, you know, the whole jewel, but they are a facet of that jewel and it's really difficult to see itself. And, um, and really even like, where do you stand when that's, when that's the thing, you know? Um, so I'm not certain if they are completely, you know, aware. I'm not, I'll be honest, completely aware of how far this is reached. Um, but I'm, you know, amazed by like interacting with folks from all over the world that are like, we stand with Standing Rock, you know? And I'm, I'm like, come on down, you know? Um, <laughs> prove, prove it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's, um, I think when people say, I stand with Standing Rock and, and whatnot, um, they are seeing it as a, as a logo and a movement or a name for a movement, you know, and I don't, I, I know Standing Rock, you know, I what know. What do you see it as? When you hear the words Standing Rock, what do you, like, what flashes through your head? <laughs> I, I remember driving, um, a Res Runner, which was a bone white, uh, uh, station wagon, probably a 80, early 80 station wagon, um, around Fort Yates, uh, day after 4th of July with a car full of fireworks and um, cruising through Sioux Village in Fort Yates. And every year we would have this epic, um, there would be an epic, like, firecracker war, you know, where all all the kids, you know, uh, the whole neighborhood, really. Are, so what is this, like, 90s? Yeah, 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 this is, like, 90s. Um yeah, yeah, probably 90s because I had a, I was driving before I had a driver's license on the res. Um, but uh, we had this station wagon that me and my brother shared and we just hauled our all of our cousins around with it. We'd run down to the river, um, the river that we're trying to protect, go swimming. Um, we would drive all over the res in this thing, you know. But on um, whenever I think of Standing Rock, I always think about those, it was so much fun and it was insane. You know, it was like the insane fun that um, that perhaps the wealthy would never experience um, because we were, we had to make life fun, you know, and with whatever tools we had available. And at the time we had a whole bunch of fireworks because it was the 5th of July. <laughs> And the, anything that was left over um, became munitions. And uh, we would just cruise through in cars, and there would be all kinds of people who would do this. Um, and then the neighborhood itself would, you know, kids coming out of the woodworks with firecrackers. I remember getting like a a hundred pack of firecrackers thrown through my window as I was driving. And it just, <laughs> you know, and the car's full of me and my cousins and whatnot, you know, and so there's firecrackers going off all over the inside of this car um, and super dangerous and so much fun, you know? <laughs> and, but see, this is the thing, like Standing Rock for me has, has history. You know what I'm saying? It has old history. Um, 
Whereas, you know, the internet and um, social media, it's histories is only as long as the feed is on your on your page, you know, um, that's its history. So when I hear people say I'm standing with Standing Rock, or I see videos from around the world of people, you know, doing that, um, it's overwhelmingly pleasant, you know, like it, it feels good. And I'm like, you have no idea, you know, also, mm -hmm. you know, does it make you afraid that the place that you come from could become a trend, like just to take it onto uh, a little bit deeper into that personal respect. I don't think, I don't think the place will, um, the name, you know, standing rock. That's the thing. It's like, everybody sees it as a name. It's just a logo, you know, for a movement. But for me, it's geography. You know what I'm saying? It's geology, you know, it's old. It's super old. That land is older than the name standing rock. Um, yeah, and like, let me tell you a story. Standing Rock. Um, there was a woman, an Arikara woman, and she was part of the Lakota band. Um, she was absorbed in. So before contact, concepts of, of um, blood quantum was not a matter of how you participate or how you were a member of, of a tribe. It was about participation it was about maintaining culture um so this woman was rickara but she was absorbed by the the tribe lakota people and um the standing rock that is standing rock they left and she didn't want to leave the tribe you know were nomadic and so they moved i don't know how i don't know the story completely but what i do know is that standing rock the the physical rock that that is that that the name comes from standing rock is an arikara woman who turned herself to stone um uh waiting for the lakota people to come back um so standing rock mm. do you stand with standing rock you know what i'm saying who stands with standing rock you know um wow that's yeah it's interesting yeah you know what i'm saying but these are these are the facets of the stone. You know what I'm saying? These are the facets of that jewel. There is so much more, you know, than um, what is a part of our collective consciousness at this point um, of, of Standing Rock, you know, beyond just a logo. There's old history, older than, you know, than we can really comprehend. And, um, and it jumps cultures as well, you know, like the, the river, that was Mandan, Hidatsa, you know, Arikara land. Like um, a lot of those, a lot of those spots that are, um, you know, have been plowed through in order to get through there. These sacred sites, they're older than the Lakota reservation, you know. Um, and the Mandan and the Hidatsa people moved up the river and set up camps along that river. So, um, you know, ironically. It's the Mandan, Hidatsa, Rikara, uh, uh nation that um, is the center of the Bakken oil fields. So it's just, it's so much more tangled than, you know what it is? It's complexity. It's complexity. Complexity that the, um, the country, the United States, and, um, you know, the 
I guess, um, popular culture, you know, in general, uh, that, you know, all of the information facilitated by the United States, you know, has limited our history to um, just these, like, icons, you know? And our history is a lot more complex than that. And uh, um, when I think about, like, you know, standing with Standing Rock and stuff like that, I think about those... Um, I think about all of those kind of like preconceived notions of native people and stuff um, being chiseled away and opened up and um, and then finally being viewed with a, a level of complexity. Like you don't understand and it's not your fault, you know. Um, you haven't had the opportunity to learn, you know. And, um, and I, think, I think that carries over into, I mean, just from being in place and watching people from all over the country come to place, you know, um, a lot of people with the best intentions, you know, arriving to um, uh, people who, who were, are familiar with protest, you know, people who are familiar with direct action, people who are familiar with um, um, engaging uh, against uh, uh government entities and or um, capitalistic entities, people prepare to do their work, you know, and be a part of a movement, you know, coming to Standing Rock and getting there and realizing that this is not a movement, that this is a cultural practice, you know, that you're not, you're, you're not coming in on the, on the, on the forefront of something, some great new change. You're, finally getting on board to something very old, you know, um, very old practices, older than this country, um, older than, than industry, you know, older, older than the things that we fight. Um, and, 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 and it's not even, I mean, that's a thing is like, we, we keep talking about it not being a protest and correct media as they come in by saying we are water protectors. Um, Every time, every time you have to say this, you know, this is not a protest. And what I don't think most people realize is that it's not, it's not, we're not protesting a thing. We're trying to maintain a way of life, a cultural practice, something that, something that this country is supposed to have rights and laws to protect us against, you know? Um, and yet we have to engage in this way. And, um, and then just like a lot of people in that state saying that this is not the right way to, to prevent something like this from happening and, you know, and protest and, and turning us into um, rioters and all of this sort, these sorts of terms, basically slandering um, our community. And all we're trying to do is maintain our culture in the 21st century. Um, and like, surprise, surprise, like, uh, um, Everything you wanted to see is there. We have horseback. We have teepees, you know. Um, we rock our feathers, you know, <laughs> as part of our culture. Uh, we also have porta-potties and um, a, a movie theater. And, and, um, and we wear, like, tennis shoes <laughs> and, you know, winter gear, like, 
intense. We have all of the things that everyone else has. You know what I'm saying? And we're also really good at things that they didn't expect us to be really good at, such as flying drones, um, <laughs> using our smartphones, uh, engaging with social media. You know, um, lo and behold, the wild Indians of the plains don't need smoke to signal. You know, um, we can signal super efficiently and with the latest technologies. And I don't think they expected that from us. I, I also recognize that we were better at it than they were um, as far as M Morton County and, and North Dakota mm -hmm. political systems. Um, they moved it above us because they thought we wouldn't have a voice and that we wouldn't be able to... They moved the pipeline route. They up. moved the pipeline route from above Bismarck to above Standing Rock, hoping that... Assuming. Um, <laughs> assuming, assuming, yeah, yeah. And, and with all evidence to reinforce their assumption because this country does not care about us, you know? Um, they don't. And what they wanted was to even... even I mean, there's been a lot of media within the last couple of, couple of months. It's at the ass end of a fucking long fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, where were you? We were, we've been saying the same thing and we lost sacred sites. Like, where the fuck were you then? You know? Um, but, you know, thanks for, thanks for showing up, you know, finally. <laughs> But it, it's it's true. Like, and the whole time we were waiting for somebody to come and to help, you know, and share all of this information. But do you think the media still carries that power to help, like, shift or stop something like a pipeline? I mean, yeah, they showed up, and that's great. But what they, does that do? Right. So the, what the media initially was supposed to do and what, what the what the in, intention was, was that it would get the information out that what is going on right now is wrong. And, um, and the hopes, the pleas to media to come was so that this, you know, Dakota Access Pipeline would go the way of the Keystone Pipeline. Like, look, it's the same, it's the same thing, you know. The media is what helped Keystone... Um, be defeated, you know? And so, um, and that's why we did like great effort through social media to engage. And like, I mean, you know, I ran all over this country, mm -hmm. like shaking whatever cage I could, you know, um, knocking on doors, man. So the hope was there that, that the media would bring in more people, <laughs> but more people brought in the media this time and it was from grassroots engagement and from talking and sharing online and that created an amazing thing that i think will be the lasting effect is that dude if you don't show up when we call you we're not going to call you when we need you next time we're going to do it ourselves and when we start <laughs> just be careful because when we start doing shit ourselves then what power do you have? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So all of these entities that we've given so much power to didn't arrive. You know what I'm saying? And, and because of that, we had to find our own power. But when you find your own power, then suddenly you recognize that 
those other things aren't nearly as powerful as you were hoping for. Um, and, and the real power is the power of, of community, the power of in, engaging with, with each other and, um, and developing strength through trust, you know, um, I don't, I don't trust the media, you know what I'm saying? And more and more people in this country don't like they can, they can, they can say one thing one day and say the opposite thing the next day and back both of them up with, uh, yes, fact checks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, so, you know, I appreciate it. It did give it a nice push at the at the tail end you know what i'm saying but i also recognize you weren't no shining knight you know what i'm saying you didn't you didn't come in and save the day we saved the day yeah and when you say tail end i mean there's been so much like progression and like crests and valleys in this um, past six eight months of people deciding to take take this stand and um and be on the land in this way. This isn't the tail end. That wasn't the tail end. There was a there was a, a call to halt the pipeline for further um, environmental impact statement um, research or like yeah. So so what? And it's a denial of permits. You know what I'm saying? Which um, the I mean that's that's that is considerable at this point. Because a denial of the, uh, we've been waiting for somebody to say freaking denial of permit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and all along the corporation was saying like you gave us a permit. You know what I'm saying? Like we are going across here. You know, and um, across the river, across the river, across the lake. You know, uh, underneath, underneath the lake. Um. So there, there is, there was a tiny victory in that. You know. And, um, but, and moreover, like, fuck, we need a, we need to celebrate something. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we've had, we've had many tiny victories in, along the way. We've had, um, horrible losses as well. You know, nothing, um, um, you know, all of, all of those, all of those losses are psychological. All of the effects are psychological and, um, and really, this movement that's happening at Standing Rock, its most significant power that it's gained is the empowerment of that community and and Native people, really, in an incredible way. Um, you know where, you know the 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 poverty porn, the struggle of of brown people in this country. You know what I'm saying through media and whatever is always it always focuses on that, um, but we've we've lost a lot of lives, you know, to, um, suicide and drug abuse and things like that. And all of this is trying to escape our reality because it's really difficult to see how relevant you are, your culture is in a 21st century, you know, and this sort of movement really helped. And I, and you see it in the youth, you know, give new purpose and strength and, um, and vibrancy and empowering them to know that, they are relevant to a 21st century, perhaps more so than, than anyone's ever realized, you know, and that's huge. That's huge. Cause that's our, that is our future, you know? Um, I'm really excited about that, you know? 
um, regardless of you know how whether whether the pipe whether the government lies and the oil company who i'm sure has like bankroll to just pay fines and do dirty work like this is what they've done over and over and over again in the world you know um we're prepared for that we recognize that that's a a, a real potential you know um but we've already won something incredible and that is empowerment and knowing that dude we're fighting monsters like we're not we're not fighting a, a government you know what i'm saying we're not fighting uh um another band of people you know what i'm saying we are literally up against monsters and with help we can slay them you know what i'm saying we've watched them bleed we know we know where their blood is you know what i'm saying we know we know what pumps through their mechanical hearts you know and um and that's huge you know and also just empowering empowering those communities native communities engaging with one another to to help take care of each other again like all of these concepts that are super old are absolutely relevant to um today's society i think um you know one of the things that i keep saying is it's it's so much easier to share than to keep away from people you know um and it is like it just is you know and i and i've i've, I've talked to a lot of people who've had transformative experiences of going to standing rock you know and that's the thing that's like one of the the core things is that they were like oh i've just been accepted into a anarchistic society you know a society that there isn't there isn't somebody at the top rubbing their hands together and making plans and deploying decrees, you know, but that there was like, that there is this organic, seething, living community, you know, and everybody who's a part of it um, sees a need and fills a need. And we can do that in LA. We can do that in New York. We can do that anywhere people gather, you know. Um, it doesn't need to just be on you know, the delta of a river fighting a monster with 24-hour surveillance and, um, and, a, and a distinct concrete barrier with razor wire dividing spaces. It can be done everywhere, you know? So that's, I think that's huge. We are the tribe that they cannot see. We live on an industrial reservation. We are the Halusa Nation. We have been called the Indians. We have been called Native American. We have been called hostile. We have been called pagan. We have been called militant. We have been called many names. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the human beings. The callers of names cannot see us. Do you think that having so much diversity and such a large influx of people coming into one space, um, you know, it creates, it creates conflict, it creates misunderstanding, it, it, you know, there's been a lot of talk about people not understanding how to be respectful to indigenous culture and like having to get checked, but in a good way, you know, but do you think that this is a good opportunity for 
people on a more global scale to actually like uh, reassimilate themselves to planet Earth? Like, I th- I mean I think it's I think it's incredible in the fashion that um, it's the 21st century. We're in the United States of America, and um, the dominant culture had to become submissive, you know, which is so good for a dominant anything, you know what I'm saying? To understand, to understand what it means to be submissive to, and, and to do it, you know, like, yeah, you, you don't know, you know what I'm saying? You, you don't understand Hell, your people were, your people were colonized way before our people were colonized, you know, your, your, um, your earth worshiping religions we're, we're assimilated into another larger dominant culture. You know what I'm saying? And it persecuted you, you know, speaking of, to, to Europe and to the Western world. Dude, we feel you. We get you. You should. And it, you've, had to, you've had to deal with that loss a lot longer than us. Um, so, you know, I can see that it's very difficult for you to look back and to recognize that you're from here. You know what I'm saying? That you weren't on this dominant culture train, you know, this like Western expansion and, you know, glorification of dominion, you know, that you, even in retaliating against it, what you sever is, is you sever your Easter, you sever your Christmas, you sever these ceremonies that were absorbed into, you know, these earth-based ceremonies that were absorbed into a larger culture that now has plagued with dogmatic, you know, circumstances that you want to retaliate against, you know? And so you see another culture, one that exists here in this country, and, um, and you want to relate to place. And so you try to relate to that culture. But know that the place that you stand as well, the place that you come from, is also sacred, you know, is also holy and has also had incredible rites and ceremonies and practices, you know, that that were partaken there and that were stripped there and that were lost, you know. Um, I see you, you know what I'm saying? I get you. I understand. So, and, and moreover, like, and when you come to a place that you have to be submissive, um, it's, a little, it's uncomfortable at first, you know, but... Um, but you see the lay of the land. You see the way. Um, you see. You see the route that the water is going to take. You know what I'm saying. The last. Uh, the path of least resistance. Um, the quickest way from mountaintop to to sea. You know, and so you relax into it, and you're accepted, and um, and you got to be checked. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to learn. You know, and like get checked you know, um, accept it, you know, um, submit to it, you know, and, um, and moreover, every single culture is about adaptation. It's about finding how to integrate, finding how to cooperate, finding how to organize, you know, and, um, and so much of our, so much of our history, I mean, and, and I say our, when, when I speak also of Western and popular, you know, culture, because I'm a part of that as well. You know what I'm saying? I am, I am a, I am a member, you know, um, <laughs> platinum, you know, I'm in it. And, um, and I recognize that 
this country has like, you know, helped create this illusion of rugged individualism and, you know, bootstrapping, you know, uh, all of these, all of these different concepts about how, um, you know, this is America. If you, if you work hard, you can achieve anything, you know, like you, you, and you can do it all by yourself. You know, this is, this is America after all, you know, and what a horrible thing to teach people. You know what I'm saying? For generations, what a horrible, horrible way to like, find your your um your greatest purpose in life is to go it alone like so sad you know mm-hmm. um and and moreover bullshit <laughs> you know what i'm saying like like not only is it sad that you're struggling to do it yourself but at the end of the day nobody ever has you know what i'm saying nobody's ever done it alone you're either standing on the shoulders of giants or on a pile of dead bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, it is not, this is not a lonely experience on planet earth. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is, it is filled with a myriad of life everywhere you go. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere. There's something living and moving and seething and breathing, you know, everywhere. So, um, say goodnight to that dream, you know, that American dream put it to put it to rest because it's bullshit and it's sad and it's bullshit (laughs) and it's sad (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh touche um so what else what else do you want to talk about i mean this is your time that you're not going to get edited or anything so i want (laughs) but seriously like i want you to Get things off your chest. Well, if that's the case, then I would like to start by saying, I have no idea. And anything that I say is not the rigid truth of the scenario. I can't comprehend how complex all of this is, you know? All I can do is tell you what I've seen and experienced through my being, you know? Um... And I can guarantee you that every single person who's up there right now is the most important person to talk to about all of this, you know? Um, and right now we're at December 21st, yeah, 2016. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, and, and the reason why I say that is because, because I've been traveling a lot and because I've been engaging with all these different um, people and different, you know, backgrounds, you know, and, and, uh, and economic statuses and various things like that. Um, you know, I keep, I, people keep, you know, calling and asking like, uh, Hey, I'm going to standing rock uh, with the film crew or with a, you know, an intention. Um, who should I talk to? You know what I'm saying? Who should I talk to? Like hook me up, tell me, tell me what group to go and talk to and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, to just go. Like, just go. Everybody, everybody who's there is the person you should talk to. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, because it is in the in its most beautiful form. I mean, um, Ochetu Shikoyo is like the perfect example of anarchy. Um, in its in its most beautiful form, as a political system. You know, um, 
I know when people hear that word, they think like, whatever, running around and pulling your hair out and like freaking Mad Max <laughs> world. You know what I'm saying? Like anarchy, because that's how it's been you know, like portrayed. Portrayed. Yeah, yeah, Stereotype. totally. Stereotype. <laughs> exactly. But I'm talking about like this absolutely organic order, you know, um, and of people like taking what skill sets they have and applying it, applying them to better everybody, you know, um, that kind of order. And it's the order that you find, um, whatever soap bubbles make, you know what I'm saying? It's the order that of how moss grows on trees, you know what I'm saying? How, how trees grow in a forest. Like it's that kind of order where it seems like completely chaotic and yet no two leaves are touching each other. You know what I'm saying? On a still day, on a still day, no two leaves are touching each other, which is, that's, that's organic, you know? And all of our systems that we've put into play just keep failing, you know, time and time again. And um, I just watched, I just watched, you know, that camp, sure, have its, have its little scuffs, you know what I'm saying? It scrapes. It's, uh, it stumbles, you know, and, but it doesn't fall, you know what I'm saying? And it figures out through like really weird and brutal circumstances, you know, and beautiful as well, you know, um, and, and like, you know, joyous, joyous occasions that were immediately like, uh, um, stripped away, you know what I'm saying? And then absolutely horrible instances that were, uh, punctuated with laughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there is a way, organically, in which the world works that, because we've relied so heavily on our on our, um, our heroes, our intellects, our geniuses, our political systems, all of these, all of these externalized forces to to save us, they forgot how incredibly intelligent not doing anything specifically is, you know what I'm saying? Or just like trying to take care of one another, you know, mm -hmm. um, trying to, trying to let the whole thrive, you know? Um, and it just like takes an order, you know, it figures out a way, you know, and, uh, and there's no, there's no political scientists there like organizing camp. There's no, there's no, uh, engineers telling you where you should put up your, your tent, you know what I'm saying? And yet everybody found a place, you know, and the place that they found was right next to the perfect person, you know? Um, and yeah, it's like, I don't know, there's something beautiful about that, you know? And what do you think that the, um, I mean, I know that you no longer are living in Standing Rock, but you have family and relatives and relations there that you've gone and stayed with intermittently while you've been up there at camps so what is the community's reaction to this happening there um i mean it's really interesting i think about uh we were talking about this earlier about uh dave archambault mm -hmm. um, the chairman the chairman and how you know, he may be getting some, some flack from externalized sources and stuff like that. But I'm like, dude, that's Dave Archambault. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I, that he's been thrown into, uh, uh, what would you call that? A 
PR like nightmare or or <laughs> I mean the public relation aspect of this for a small reservation, you know what I'm saying? Like in in on a global stage, like dude's killing it. He is doing, doing yeah, he's doing so well with what he's what what's been, you know, put in front of him. Like it's like um I don't even know. It's like it's like he got one of those giant steaks and he has to like complete it in order to get his meal free. You know what I'm saying? And he's fucking timed it out just right. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, now he's onto the bread and he's like dabbing at the juices. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something, but there, I mean, there's something really interesting about that scenario because he, his plate got filled with something that he was never prepared for. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that, that community got hit with stuff that it was never prepared for. It doesn't have the infrastructure to to maintain it. Not to mention that when all is said and done and everybody who has been standing with Standing Rock are sitting on their asses again, Standing Rock's still standing. You know what I'm saying? Standing Rock's going to be exactly where it's at right now. And, um, and that community has to interact with the state and it has to be politically viable and to, to participate. Otherwise it's going to suffer, you know? Um, and so I see some of the, some of the moves that this, that Standing Rock made and I'm like, good on you, dude. It's like, that's, it's a smart move. Can you give us an example? I mean, I, I can give you a bunch of examples. I don't know if giving those examples like remove, I mean, I have no idea. The thing is that. I don't like I said, I don't think there's anybody at the top rubbing their hands together and make like saying like this is gonna be a good plan and this is how we should play out, you know? They just are organic happenings. It's just it's like trying to it's seeing a need and filling a need. You know going what I'm saying? With the gut. Yeah, yeah. And going with, with the path of least resistance, you know what I'm saying? Going with whatever whatever organic practice there is to maintain a community, you know? Um I think that there's I mean, I just I just think about some of the maneuvers that have happened and then the effect that that will have down the road. You know what I'm saying? And I think that all the moves that Standing Rock has made politically um, will make it sound and viable into the future, you know? Um, and it were they were moves that were hard decisions to make, I'm sure, but the right decisions, you know? And... Um, and I commend them for that. And I'm not going to say what they are, yeah. you know, because I don't know. Um, I don't know if that. Well, you're like, not. You don't. You're not a spokesperson for the tribe. I'm not a spokesperson for the tribe. I'm also. I don't know how far like anything that I say reaches. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. I'm. I'm vaguely aware of my wake. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that I have one, but I don't know how far it ripples. You know what I'm saying? And I'm. I'm always surprised. You know down the road and yeah. just like people's wake in general you know this conversation how far will this thing go you know what i'm saying um i have no idea so i don't want to make any sort of like statement for them because i don't i don't have any i don't have any say in it you yeah know? yeah so so they've made a lot of um decisions because they've had to they've had to make public addresses um david archambault had to make public addresses at very specific points throughout mm -hmm throughout the time that the water protectors have been there yeah and um and he's done a good job he's done a great job he's done a great job you know um yeah exactly period and then there's and then there's a lot of other people who are like 
in the movement who are like being voices. And then there's thousands and thousands of people who are, like you said, the Sianid, Philanid people who are the nameless and faceless water mm-hmm. protectors who are actually, like you said, the most commendable ones there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a question or a statement? <laughs> um, yes, I agree. I mean, and, and but it's true. It's true. There is... All we can really affect is that which we touch. You know what I'm saying? That w- that which we can physically like yeah. interact with. You know, and this is what's so important about community and engaging with your community where you stand, um, um, and like recognizing um, what is ha- what is happening there, what has happened there, and um, and, fig- and and like learn that there is right here. You know there is right inside of your skin, you know? Um, and I, it, this is like, I've said this a couple of times with some of my engagements um, and, you know, where I've gone out to speak and stuff is that Standing Rock and Lake Oahe, that's not the Missouri River. These, that's not the river that's most in danger. You know what I'm saying? Um, that we as a as a people are a river we carry water we move up and down mountains a river of people um native people watched a sea of people come across you know and um and i think that we're a river that i'm we're we are the river that i'm most concerned about because we have oil pipelines that crisscross our bodies and have leaked and stained and convinced us of our dependency. You know what I'm saying? And like what happened at Standing Rock was that people were like, water's really important. Water is what we're actually dependent upon. Um, We need to protect that for future generations. But we will continue, those future generations will still be fighting to protect rivers unless we can stop the pipeline that runs through our heart, unless we can clean up the river that is us, you know, Um, because they'll just move it, you know. There's probably 10 rivers right now in danger of the exact same thing or aquifers or, you know, um, just in this country. You know, not to mention the continent and then not to mention the world, you know, and, um, and we have power, we have power against that, you know. talking about your wake like you you recognize your wake you recognize 
the ripple of what you do and what you say and how it affects out. And I think every human being has a ripple, has an effect that they make. Yeah. And just recognizing that you carry that energy and can affect change, like you were saying in the beginning of this interview, how how what I've done just in, I mean, I'm sitting here on a mountain in Glorietta 80% of the time watching two children, but sharing information and trying to act as a conduit, conduit to recognize my ripple and have it be positive. I think that that's something really important for people to start recognizing in order to heal themselves, in yeah. order to heal that pipeline or yeah. cut it out of their body. Yeah. Like, well, no, and it's and it's literally like just clean up, cleaning up our, ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That um, we want to externalize everything. You know what I'm saying? We want to externalize our, our heroes and we also want to externalize our enemies. You know, and I talk about us fighting a monster, you know. Um, we're the monster. Like recognize you know what i'm saying like um we've helped create it if nothing else you know what i'm saying um we've given it so much power that it now um it now thinks that it can consume us you know um and uh and can unless we figure out how to like quit feeding this beast you know and we do. We feed it. We feed it every day. I've, I've probably fed it today. You know what I'm saying? I can guarantee you with, without even thinking about it. You know, I have unconsciously fed the monster, you know, um, and I'm not exactly certain how to, how to end it immediately. Like I see it as, I see it as addiction, you know, um, I don't think cold turkey will work with this one. You know what I'm saying? Unless cold turkey is all we have it's our only option yeah yeah exactly if we can if we can figure out a way to like freaking ease us off of it you know what i'm saying like um you know maybe that'll be better and it you mean fossil fuels fossil fuels um yeah i mean fossil fuels i don't even know if fossil fuels is i mean it's it's a major thing you know what i'm saying but i don't know if that's the poison you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it, I think, I think our consumption of, of energy needs and stuff like that is something deeper than fossil fuel. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we'll trade, we'll trade our energy dependence for, um, any other, you know, thing. We, we, we tried nuclear, you know what I'm saying? Like we were gung ho about that. And then we were like, Ooh, maybe not, maybe not so much that. <laughs> Um, and, and we've been running oil for, for a long time before then we were, I mean, we were deforesting the, the planet to burn wood. You know what I'm saying? Like we have, we have a hunger inside of us that isn't healthy and I don't know what the original poison is, you know what I'm saying? But the assumption that we can just take and take and take and not put anything back in is, um, I think that's like. That's some of the sick, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we can spend more time thinking about how we can put more in, if we focus on putting more in um, rather than taking out, like, we might have something good that way, you know? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. But, I, you know, fossil fuel, the, that... that um, desire for oil and combustion engines and plastics, you know, all of these things, we, we, 
we need to create a eulogy to that, but know that that is not the end of it, that there is something deeper inside of us that needs healing. You know what I'm saying? Um, because otherwise, like any addict, we'll just shift onto something else. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a stronger, harder drug too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it might come off original, you know, as like an, a fucking anecdote or antidote at first, you know. Um, but then the antidote has side effects, and we don't ever think about our side effects. We let our children deal with the side effects, you know. Yeah. Um, or at least that's been the practice. And and it's there's a there's a hunger in us, and I don't know what it is. It's vampiric, you know what I'm saying? It's it's it feeds off the other. It doesn't feed off of the self. It feeds off the other. Like it's vampiric. Yeah. There's something, there's something wrong here. And let's get our freaking best minds together and a bunch of our idiots as well and figure out something. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's start talking. <laughs> let's, let's put them on, you know, across the table. And maybe that's what Standing Rock has been able to do is allow that space. Like, it's so brave to say that you don't know the answer because everybody wants the answer. Everybody wants you. They, they want a leader. They want an ego. They want somebody to follow. And for you to sit here and say, I don't know, is it's refreshing and it's brave, you know? And I think <laughs> it is. It's like, yeah, you don't because nobody does. Yeah. And stop pretending because that's cock blocking a resolution happening or like some real brainstorming or mind build mind building together you know yeah 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 i mean the, the, and there's like you know there's there's good plans out there you know what i'm saying there are there's good plans i just i don't know if we could ever really know them yeah you know what i'm saying like i know that our country is invested in oil you know i know that our um our political systems, our pensions for federal money and stuff like that is tied into fossil fuel, is tied into oil. Um, so where's the incentive to stop? You know what I'm saying? I know that. Um, I know there's like a push and an intention to like try to get our government out of that pocket and look at renewable energy sources and maybe dump money and funding and like use those pension funds to like amp those systems up, you know? But the thing is, I don't know if that's going to be any better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. It sounds good now. It does. But, yeah. To you know, to when? Like, the, the earth covered in freaking solar cells isn't beautiful either. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's messed up to say. But, like, that's the <laughs> thing, though. We, we, I, think, I think there's something fundamentally, like, askew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, My dad always is like, people just need to go to bed when the sun goes down. Shit, right? I mean, that's the thing. Like, that is that is honestly the thing, you know, that I keep thinking about is that we have... We've separated ourselves from the natural cycles of the earth. <laughs> right, right. And the natural cycles of the earth dictated for millennia and provided the energy and the 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 food all of the stuff and if it didn't you died from it and you went back into the earth and you became food for those who didn't you know what i'm saying like um but i don't know where we're at societally you know what i'm saying i don't know where we're at um culturally morally you know what i'm saying like i just i don't i don't know 
I don't recognize us anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't recognize us as wolf, you know what I'm saying? Or deer, you know? Um, we got too much bags, you know? We've got, we put on so much armor. We don't recognize, we, we're the hermit crab of hermit crabs. You know what I'm saying? Like we think we can do it all ourselves and we cover, you know, bury ourselves in like things that we can't even move anymore. You know what I'm saying? We're stuck in it. We're totally stuck in it. And yet, yeah, the world spins. The sun is providing plenty of energy. You don't need solar cells. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And I say all of that, and we're recording on a podcast with 18 things plugged in in the evening with all our lights on. You know what I'm saying? Like, And, I, and I'm burning wood to heat our house. Like, I say all of this stuff, and I am hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and like, ah, where, you know, yeah. And it is, it's, it's, it's beginning to confront that, you know, and like, I'm inspired by my father because he really has figured out how to have the lowest impact possible as a human being and just kind of he doesn't live like an animal, but you know, like, just like go back to like following the natural cycles of earth. And like, he drives like under the speed limit to not use excess gas. And he goes to bed when the sun goes down, you know, and he's like, so hardcore, you know, like just tucked in this little pocket of Maui, you know, just like, he only goes to town when he absolutely has to, and he gets everything he needs for like that week and a half, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just think that we've forgotten that, like you were talking earlier, those ups and downs of like extreme euphoria and then pain and all of that happening within one day. That's like a natural part of being alive. Like think about a rabbit running for its life and then scoring on the yummiest food. <laughs> and like, then getting swooped up by a hawk. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like life should be ecstatic in that experience. It should be for the living. Yeah. And I think all of these um, modernities that we've been told and now are telling ourselves that we need and require are not true. Like that comfort is actually like separating us. Oh yeah. It's numbed. It, it's numbed everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to watch like horribly brutal horror films to be afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like, or to have a sense of scare, you know what I'm saying? Because I've numbed <coughs> so many senses. You know what I'm saying? I've either like cut them out completely or um, as soon as I'm starting to have them, push them down. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done so much work to not feel, you know, that um, that I'm, I get to, like, I get tired. You know what I'm saying? I get, I just, it's exhausting to feel, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, that's like the saddest thing I could possibly say, you know, that I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like unconditioned. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I could feel as heavily as I felt within the past, like, you know, three months or whatever, my whole life, then I wouldn't be exhausted by it. Yeah. But I, all of those, like, emotive muscles are atrophied, you know, and they tire and it's exhausting, you know, it's yeah. messed up. I've never seen you 
so emotional. I mean, I've known you for quite some time now. (laughs) 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 But I've never known you to be as emotional as you have been since um, this whole whole thing started happening in, in the place where you're from, in the place where your family is, in Standing Rock. I've never seen you care so much about anything. I mean, not saying that you don't care about it. I know. We have children. I get it. I get it. (laughs) I've never seen you even care that much about our kids. (laughs) But I mean, just the amount of emotion and it's, of course, uncovering things for you that, like you said, you've just buried down because it's like a lot of trauma just being a a brown person in this country, in this world. Yeah. Or just, a. I mean, even just a living thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you said... There is, there's incredible ups and downs, you know, our path may be straight, but rises and falls the whole way, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and we've tried to level that all out, you know what I'm saying? In our modern society, we tried to, we tried to straighten out every freaking up and down and, um, your downs aren't so bad, but your ups aren't great you know what i'm saying like it's just all shitty yeah 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 it's like average everything you know what i'm saying and like average everything at least you know what to expect well and like shitty food yeah totally totally and and not even expect but pay for you know what i'm saying like let me fill my belly with that terrible you know uh average lifestyle you know what i'm saying like let me and and like all these concepts of normality and 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 all of these things it's all bound to this like removal of allowing fluctuation you know recognizing that um triumph comes with sacrifice you know what i'm saying that that um joy comes with sorrow you know and that that pain comes with ecstasy you know what i'm saying that all of these things these polarities they're not it's not a duality it's a it's a system of connectivity and one only like inspires the other, you know? As an artist, um, how how are you allowing that part to connect into the work you've been doing at Standing Rock? And I mean, I've heard you say before that that's your thing that you can do to provide for the movement, um, for the for the people there is like use your voice, use your art. And how has that experience been for you? It's been funny, actually. Yeah, um, tell me. So, it, like, the funniest thing is that. Um, well, telling you is funny, but knowing that everybody <laughs> else is, is out there is that I like, I have like social anxiety, you know? And, um, Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and I've like developed ways to to interact at you know um, gallery openings and stuff like that, large groups. You know, I mean, shit, the mall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like a concert. You know, I've developed ways to like hide in plain sight. You know what I'm saying? Or to um, mask myself with myself. You know, and then I'm playing the character me. And all of these different things. And the thing that's most interesting to me is that within the last nine months, I've had to speak more publicly than like ever before, you know? And and it's funny to me that when you are faced with challenge, it tends to hit you where you are weakest. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like so appreciative of that because I think I've gotten quite good at talking, you know, in um in larger groups and interacting. And um and I think a lot of that's just based around trust, you know? Um, I trust that you will not kill me, you know? <laughs> Which is like, it's a messed up thing, but like, that's like my source of anxiety in large groups, you know? Is that I hate people being behind me because they might kill me, you know? Like, what a messed up thing to carry Dang. around. All those firecrackers being thrown into your car as a child. Well, no, but I mean, even that was, that was, you know, I had my family with me. You know what I'm saying? That who, the person who was sitting right behind me, I, I trusted most. And oh. we were going into, we were going yeah. into agreed battles. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not the, the, the source of it, you know? Um, and I don't know what the source of it is really. Um, but I do know what it is. You know what I'm saying? I know that I'm, that I don't trust people. You know what I'm saying? That I don't necessarily like people. Um, and, uh, and yet that's the point at which that I had to engage was to trust and, and like people, you know what I'm saying? And be a voice for, for a thing, you know? And, and my whole thing was like, why do you want me to talk or write about my artwork when my artwork should be doing all of that work? Like the reason why I make this stuff is because I can communicate better that way. And, um, and yet I've had to talk my throat raw, you know? Um, and like tell story, you know, and be, and how has that relationship changed with you talking about your art now that it's in relationship to the place where you're from? I mean, I don't... Did it ever deviate? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's True. the thing. Yeah. It's the place that I'm from is where my art is from. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't go out of my way, you know? This is my way. Like, I didn't, I didn't go to Standing Rock to, like, save it. I went home. You know, and like, ugh, it's hard. I wish I, I wish I didn't have to, you know. I wish to, didn't have to do any of that work. But I saw a need, and so I filled it. And I tried to use my art, you know, mostly I was just using the, um, all the points of connection that I've made through making work, you know, um, PR firms and institutions. Um, I, you know, somebody said this somewhere and I like saying it, but I weaponized my privilege, you know, um, 
And I thought, I'd rather fight, I'd rather fight this battle at your home, you know? I'd rather go to where you are and tell you what's happening than, um, you know, it was either that, I could do that and I can engage with 10,000 or I could be one on the line at Standing Rock and engage with 150, 300 asshole police officers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, choose your, choose your field of battle, you know? Um, that's some of, that's some of my privilege. That's some of the luxury that I have. There's a lot of people who live in Standing Rock who had to face racist police officers because they don't have the advantages that I have. So I wanted to use my advantage and, uh, and change the playing field, you know? Meet them. Meet them in their home. Make them feel uncomfortable. Talk to their kids. I got to talk to a lot of their kids, you know? And not the people up in North Dakota, but, you know, entities out there, you know? Wealthy folks and their children. And try to shift that perspective. Um, and basically be divergent, you know, and resist, resist there. And so, yeah, then, you know, and the work comes out of that. The work comes out of just trying to communicate. So it takes on many different forms. Um, one of which was like this mirror shield project that I did, uh, where I basically made a how to video on how to make mirror shields. Um, and like that whole thing came out of of seeing, you know, s similar struggle out of the Ukraine and uh, people bringing mirrors to the front line. But I knew our front line was out in the middle of nowhere and there was no third party to bear witness. And the people we were facing were cruel, you know, um, and afraid. And so incredibly afraid. And when you're fighting, <laughs> what is it? The cornered, cornered rat will bite the cat. <laughs> like, that's how they felt. You know what I'm saying? They feel incredibly threatened by us being in prayer and us gathering. They're terrified of Native people gathering up in North Dakota. Um, and they, they react harshly and brutally and there's a history of that of harsh and brutal reaction or action you know what i'm saying not even reaction but like uh uh what do you call that preemptive strikes you know out of fear of just people gathering um yeah when you don't know our songs they could scare you i guess but anyway, um, mirror shields, I knew that they, that I wanted to create a reflective wall to help separate the police officers who were pushing, um, from the front line that was protecting the people in prayer. And I saw their tactics. 
thanks to um, social media and our homies on, with drones, you know what I'm saying? Filming and recording, our, our allies with camera phones, um, all of the media folks who had embedded themselves in that place. Um, they did incredible work, and every time Morton County and the sheriff and, and whatnot would talk, there would be footage that would contradict everything that they said, you know? And then they would set out a redacted statement after the fact, you know, like a couple weeks later, eight pages back in the newspaper, you know? But, um, but people saw it. People in the world saw it, and I saw it, you know? And what I saw was that they would push spray with pepper spray, um, intimidate with freaking incredible body armor and weapons, you know what I'm saying? Um, posturing tactics and um, show a force, you know? And it would intimidate and cause our front line to panic, you know? Um, if not just out of defense, like being pepper sprayed. Um, these aren't these aren't laser-guided pepper sprays directly into an eye. It is a fog of pepper spray that hits 15 people, you know? And, um, and they, they fall back and they retreat. And in that, the cops justify terms like riot because they see panic, you know? And, and what I'm seeing is the police being um, aggressive and causing that panic, you know? And then, um, and then saying they're reacting to the situation, you know? It's like starting a fire and then putting it out and calling yourself a fucking hero. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you're not a hero, you know? Um, you didn't save anybody. You didn't protect anybody, you know? Um, and that's the thing is like to serve and protect. That's, that's their freaking credo. And they're not in service to us. And they're not protecting us, you know? And then when I say us, I mean freaking people and taxpayers and human beings. Like, they're in service to an oil industry, and they're protecting a pipeline, you know? And it's private. It's all private. And it's blatant, you know? Um, so, they're goons. They're fucking goons. And with that being said, we needed something more than our bathroom mirror to reflect you know, we needed something, we needed a wall to help separate um, the the two forces. But I didn't want to create a wall of separation. I thought what would be more incredible is a wall that would unify the two fronts. Because whether they like it or not, we're standing up to protect our our water, our living things' water, their children's water, their water, you know? They're with us, and I wanted them to see that. And so I made a video on how to how to make a mirror shield, and I came up with like super simple design. Um, it's not beautiful. I got a lot of play with it, and I'm like, this is the least pretty thing I've ever made in my life. <laughs> um, and moreover, I gave it away. You know, I put it out on social media, and I said, look, this is how one person can protect eight million people. You know, with the purchase of one sheet of hardboard or masonite, you're, you can create six shields. And those six shields will stand in front of, you know, 24 people in prayer, uh, several thousand people in a camp, and 8 million people downstream. Like, do something. Quit hoping. 
be a participant. Yeah. Actively make it better, you know? And um and that went, you know, that went out into the world. And that's awesome. And people started making them from all over. I have no idea how many are out there. I keep seeing videos of them or images of them, you know, of these shields. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. And like church groups and random people like, we just made 50 shields. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> cool. Totally. And like, and that's, that's, that was the intention. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's not my baby. You know what I'm saying? I, I, was, I let it go. It's, a, it's for the world, you know. Um, yeah, and talking about letting it go, you had... Um, you had an intention for them to be used in the vet action. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was, there was an exchange between you and the veterans while you were up there about them using them. And they, they used them in their initial kind of like um, first action where they went to the front line. There were a lot of them with the mirror shields. But then a blizzard hit. And the day that the mirror shields were supposed to be deployed, there was the halt in the pop pipeline was um proclaimed throughout the camp yeah yeah the day before and then there was a blizzard that hit so the shift in the need for the mirror shields and the intention of them kind of shifted and how did you react to that or did you even care at that point i i never cared (laughs) (laughs) i mean here's the thing with those shields like best case scenario it was a waste of time and they were never used for anything. Best case scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the best case scenario. Otherwise, they'd have to be a shield and protect people getting shot with ordinances that they would, that would never be able to protect them from. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, was a, this is a symbolic effort. You know what I'm saying? This is a, I wanted them to be mirrors more than shields. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I, when I engaged with the veterans, that's what I, you know, was hoping was that their level of, of respect, perhaps that they would carry to the front line, perhaps the police and private security wouldn't fire on them. And then suddenly those shields don't have to be shields and they can just be a mirror, you know, a point of reflection. And, um, yeah. So like, I mean, that was the thing, like I made it, I let it go. I let it go into the world. However anybody wanted to interact with them and, you know, they're just a tool. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're not a weapon. They're just a tool. And moreover than that, they're just material, mm-hmm. you know? I, I always I always thought like, um, you know, if they don't ever need to be used for anything, you could always roof a house with them. Dude, you could build like some badass walls in a yurt or something totally totally and it had like a reflective mylar surface which would help retain heat like i had multiple concepts of you know based around it It was really simple you didn't destroy the material that much so if need be you could literally shingle it with reflective surface down and it would reflect radiant heat back into whatever space you know what i'm saying like there were there were contingencies you know what i'm saying in its design and that this is why i can like you know appreciate how ugly they were is that they had purpose you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying their their beauty was in was in effect but even within their like crude creation process i mean um when they weren't needed for direct action there was like a a bunch of people who took them and created like a water serpent kind of ceremony well that that was also something that um, we talked about because 
because they the police that we were facing and the general like anxiety within the within the camp and the tensions that were arising around this period this is like after thanksgiving um before today in that in that period there was like a you know a tinge in the air of um raid threat that they were going to kick everybody out of camp um then you had weather you know um then you had the influx of people as well and how that how that affects a community as far as infrastructure and um resources you know all of these things created like a miasma you know there was an air there was a fog throughout camp you know and um and that with that being said, we also recognize that like everybody else is bearing witness to this as well. Um, you know, it's conversations are coming out on social media. People are talking, um, within the community and then that community is reaching out and then there's like, you know, misinformation flying all over the place, you know? And, um, and within that, you know, the, the recognition that if a bunch of militarily trained army veterans showed up to the front line um, with these shields, they could be seen as a threat and a weapon that they've approached the front line with. And um, proper riot control is about reacting. So you're supposed to not do anything until something is done, and then you react with force and equivalent, you know? Um, the police had been doing it all backwards. So clearly they didn't have any training to be doing what they were doing. Um, and a lot of the army vets who I had talked to agreed and they were like, they're kind of a, a wild card because from what we've seen, they have no training on how to deal with riot. Um, I was talking with one, uh, um, uh, officer or not officer, but a soldier veteran who that's what his that's what he did in military service was, um, uh, uh, riot control. And he was like, yeah, we, we react. So, and we only react in kind, you know what I'm saying? To the level that we are being acted upon, but it's always reactionary. He was like, if we saw a bunch of people standing at the front line, whether they were yelling at us, cursing us, or just standing there in prayer, we just hold the line you don't do anything. You just stand there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your presence is enough, you know? Um, but that's not what the police were doing. So people were concerned that approaching to the front line with a highly trained force of people could be seen as a threat. And suddenly the shield that's designed for protection can be seen as a weapon for, for oppression and, and, um, action, you know? And so, um, we wanted to make the mirror shields an art piece because art is so passive. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's like, it's for the daisy hand. It's for the dandies. You know what I'm saying? In the world, you know? So if you can take something and shift its power into it being um, a prop, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, 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 a material for, for a direct action or a... Um, how can you turn a shield into a piece of fabric? You know what I'm saying? How can you turn uh, a, a shield into a protest banner or a windsock? You know what I'm saying? Like, and the, how you do that is you is you 
you do something that's not on the front line and you show its primary intended purpose, you know? Um, Because then everything after that is like, I mean, anything's a weapon. You know what I'm saying? Like if you use it that way. Mm -hmm. But But if you first see a sock, it is not a galette. You know what I'm saying? It's not a a strangling device. You know what I'm saying? It's just a sock, you know, (laughs) but it could be, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's that was that was a lot of the intention of making the art piece and engaging with the community and camp. And we also wanted to there was a lot of uh, uh, factioning within camp at the time. Um, As far as there was an influx of a lot of people who didn't know how to do things. You had the military coming in. They have they have their way of doing things. Um, There's a system already in play of how things get done. And so all of those sorts of things that there was like a lot of like, you know, People like, what do I do? What do I do? Or uh, uh, we're going to do this. We don't care what uh, you say. You I know see. what I'm saying? So the, all of those things. What do we do? We're going to do this. Don't do that. Do this. You know what I'm saying? This is how we do things. You know, all of those conversations and where those come into flux create factioning. Um, the factioning, once again, just a stumble. You know what I'm saying? There's just an opportunity to like, you know, <laughs> as soon as the freaking blizzard hit, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? All of a sudden you're like... Your posturing is, you get humbled fast in a North Dakota winter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what kind of training you've had. You get humbled fast, you know? And all of your, uh, all of your know-how goes right out the window. And it's like, okay, so how do I do this? How do I survive? Yeah, exactly. The great equalizer, threat of death. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, uh, but so that was the other thing of, of like creating a river. We wanted to, instead of engage with the front line, engage with the community that was developing there and show how these aren't shields to, to, uh, divide, but art pieces to unite, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, thread it through camp, walk through camp with these, create a human river, um, and try to get footage of it with drone cameras and stuff like that which also didn't really work but the effect of going through camp was um there was some beautiful drone footage there was um it nothing could could compare to sitting in the back of a truck and handing out shield after Mm. shield after shield to people who wanted to carry them and be a part of that river you know what i'm saying like you don't see that with any drone footage you know what i'm saying you don't see that um as an artist, I never get to sell that which is most beautiful and most precious. All I sell is byproduct of that experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, and try to communicate what I've seen, you know? And that was one of those points where I was like, yeah, you can get all the PR you want. You can put this into media as much as you want. And nobody's going to feel it the same way as sitting back there and handing out shields to people wanting to carry them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And walk through camp and be the river. You know, there's no, there's no way, there's no way uh, the finest drone filmer and greatest director of all time could never (laughs) completely capture and retell that experience, you know, but that experience happened regardless, you know, that, that's what happened. The, The footage of it is the byproduct. That's what's left over. That's what everybody gets to bear witness to, but the happening of it was profound and um nearly impossible to explain you know so 
that that was that was one of the things. This is the intention, you know. It's to create an intention for the shield that's that's greater than it being a weapon. Like you think weapons are powerful, dude. Wait till I turn it into an art piece. You know what I'm saying? Wait till wait till I I make it connect a community rather than divide it. You know, um, all of those little those little things. And and not doing it alone is the thing. Like it wasn't even my idea. You know, um, the original the original thought of it was not my idea at all. Um, but what it became, I helped, you know, work on, you know, you mean like the original idea of holding a mirror shield up to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, a dear friend of mine, Rory, who I used to live with, I went to school with him here in, in, um, New Mexico. He lives up in Minneapolis and he was connected with a group up in Minneapolis. I believe they were called the forecast community development group or something along those lines. I butcher it every single time I've had to remember so much stuff, but all my relations gallery and NACTI, the native American community development Institute, whatever it stands <laughs> for. I might be eating that one up too, but they came together and they produced like 500 of those shields in like three days. And so um, I flew out to Minneapolis, loaded up a vehicle with them, drove them out from Minneapolis to Standing Rock, and um, and went from there. You know, this mm-hmm. is where we had massive amounts of them in one go that we could try to get to the um, where they needed to be. And but ultimately, where they needed to be was just in people's hands. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and just like in the world. You know, mm-hmm. the world decides. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. This is going to, you're going to hate this question. (laughs) Well, you got to live with me. So what do you think the, um, what do you think the hope can be? Uh, That's why I don't like it. (laughs) Um, There can be no hope. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think there could, I, I think hope has stripped us of responsibility. You know what I'm saying? I think hope has stripped us of actively participating in fucking action, you know? Um, so I know this is your question. This is probably semantic, you know what I'm saying? But like, um, well, okay. How about I ask this? Okay. What do you think the next steps are to focus on for Standing Rock? I mean, I know that you're just one person, you're just an artist, but you are from there. You are from that place. And this is going to continue. So, yeah, what advice can you give? Um there are people there right now who are there in the middle of the brutal winter, you know what I'm saying? And um and them being there is incredibly powerful because it's um at the at this point, it is a game of attrition um, with Standing Rock specifically. They're holding out because January first, hopefully the um, pipeline doesn't have oil running through it, and uh, all of their all of the investors can reevaluate the um, the contract that they've that they set in play in 2014. You know what I'm saying? Like this has been in the works. Um, for a spell, you know, and not brought to the table in any fucking reasonable manner and then fast-tracked, you know. Um, but they started building these contracts in 2014 when the Bakken oil was at boom, you know. Um, and, and oil transportation was at boom. Like, it was at the highest 
point. Um, and so they got all these investors to invest in their silly little pipeline um, at that point, at the height of oil prices and oil transportation prices. So as we know, today, oil prices are down. Oil transportation prices are down. All of the companies that are invested in that pipeline are now, it's not as, as good of a return, you know? Um, so hopefully they will um, either cut their losses and walk away or um, I don't know what. I mean, they pushed so hard for that pipeline. They've built it. They've built it. And it's got a tiny gap in it. But that tiny gap is the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's right there at Standing Rock, you know? So wh- what are they going to do? I have no idea what they're going to do, you know? Um Hopefully they'll just pull it out and scrap it. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, pull it out and send it to Flint. You know what I'm saying? Send your materials to Flint. You want to build pipelines? Go build pipelines that help people, you know, not private investors. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, and that's the thing. is like we're dealing with attrition, you know. We're dealing with um, um, they're hoping that we can't handle the winter and that we'll take our eyes off of them at play and, and practicing. I mean, to this day, there's still a fortified wall. There's still police. Like, what are you guarding? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why, why won't you turn around and look at the, the criminal in this situation? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, can you, t- um, do you think that prayer is an important thing to advise people to continue? Yes, most definitely. And when we say prayer, can you maybe, talk about what that means for indigenous people versus like Western. Yeah. 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 There's, um, there's no incredible dogma within prayer for, for native people prayer. You know, there's even a separation between prayer and ceremony, you know, um, prayer for us is just vocalizing your intentions to the universe and the world in which you live. Say it out loud, say what you intend to do and say it out loud. You know, that's, that's what our prayer is. Um, because we believe this place is holy. Life is sacred. Creator is all around us. You know what I'm saying? We are participants in all of that. Um, we are not, we are not externalized from our God. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and so we say aloud what we want, you know, we, and, and, and pray for it. And ask the universe to be to be gentle, you know, because because it's benevolent, because nature is benevolent, you know, um, it can, and it just doesn't really care about us in the way that we want, the way that we want our mother to care, you know, endlessly gives, and ruthlessly takes away, you know, um, so. Prayer is great. Set your intentions. Say them aloud. You know, hell, say them in public. You know, prayer and pu- pray in public. Uh, um, let everyone else around you know what your intentions are, um, and include the universe. Include the place you stand. In- include the land. You know, we have a term that's like all our all my relations. You know, and um, and I always say this: the the more I describe that, the further from the truth it is. 
they say all my relations. And so, um, and we say that in prayer, you know, to all my relations. And, uh, and that's everything, you know, anywhere. So that, um, I think that's important. I mean, I think about, I think about how practical our magic is, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In the world, you know, um, we, we've been, we've been fooled that it needs to be like Harry Potter and Merlin and wizards and sorcery and things like that. But we have once again, um, just like affected our, our experience so much. We've numbed, we've numbed our eyes and our hearts to see truly spectacular things, you know, um, because we've described it. Now it's no longer magic, you know, but like, I mean, watch water freeze. So stupid, so simple, so every day and so incredibly beautiful and magical and amazing, you know, um, those are the things, you know what I'm saying? Look at sand really, really close. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like it is, it, it is the magic sprinkles of fairy pouches. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't care. We've, we've, we've given ourselves, we've taken away so much of our, of our, um, of our, you know, just being ecstatic in the world and experiencing it as something phenomenal and amazing and one of a kind and rare and special and boring and normal and every day, you know, um, all of those things. I don't know. So, yeah, I think prayer is incredibly powerful. Um, I've watched it be powerful, and I've recognized that it's easy, too. You know what I'm saying? And it changes changes the way you think, you know? When mm -hmm. you start saying things aloud, um, people know where you stand. It's the same way. It's the, sa it's, it's the same thing as saying sharing is easy, easier than, than hoarding, you know? Um, if I tell you what my intention is, if I'm, if I'm blatant and honest and you overhear me talking to the universe of what my intentions are, suddenly I'm not guarded anymore. And you're not surprised when I go and do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told you I was going to do this. I said it aloud. Um, I shared that with you, you know? Um, so do that. Do that to the world. Quit trying to be... Uh, sneaky and surprising and hoarding the way you feel tell people tell people how you feel share it with them you know um it'll make a big difference uh mm. step by step you know yeah uh, don't be afraid don't, don't be scared to pray <laughs> <laughs> we've got to pray just to make it today <laughs> you can't tell on the radio but i'm doing my MC Hammer, <laughs> shoulder shuffle. This is long. Hey. Show a living by the Z code. What the fuck is Fleek though? Don't ask them, what do he know? What I forgot is better than whatever they remember. Never mind, I'm off it. It's quiet for him. Time to put the temper tantrums to the quiet corner. 
hush. That's enough, said the ruler. No suckers allowed to break bread or asunder. The daylight, lightning, and the thunder. Sun, moon, and stars, and the hunger. Abundance in bundles, blessings in troubles. Towers and tunnels, views and valleys, waves and peaks. Streets you from sun, planet Earth. And ain't scared of no Mars attack. What type of bars is that? Stay off my chat. I'm up there calling riot garments. Top five dial on and on them. Super fly slicker top bro. Eagles diving on them. You why you lying, homie? You won't play with my emotions, Smokey. Big chief heart rate. Big beat. B-E-Y. I seen straight jacket come clean. Big said it was a dream. Now it's a living thing. With you and living kings. I mean it. I mean Solid with it. True and live. 